Lauren, we got a fun show planned for today. Oh, we do? Yeah, it's going to be a musical doubleheader. Okay. We've got a Napa Valley Honolulu connection with the Aldo Rays coming in. And then, hey, there's one of our guests right now. It's Vintner and DeVoe co-founder Gerald Casale. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. How are you today? I just need a coffee and a donut. Well, you know what? We might be able to help you today. Stick around for the show. All right. Before we get to the show, we invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. That's right. Lauren, thank you. We love to welcome guests, and visiting information is on the web at judshill.com. You can check out some of our quirky videos, and of course, you can look around at some of the wine. And as a special perk for being a listener, if you type in coupon code... J-N-V-S, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals. You'll get 15% off your entire wine order. Such a deal, Lauren. Thank you. And, of course, if you'd like to become a member of our Judd's Hill Wine Club, you get a better deal than that. And it's a, it's a fun time. I, I definitely recommend becoming a member. It's free to join. You get all of our wines. And Lauren works, uh, Lauren works at Knob Hill, doesn't he? Lauren works nearby the winery, so nearby. he might pop in. And I thought he was the biggest knob on Knob Hill. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, well. On with the show. Okay. We've got the Judd's Hill experience, and Gerald is going to tell us all about the 50 by 50 experience. So you got to check that out, too. Napa Valley. It's kind of a great place. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. May your troubles be less. May your blessings be more. May nothing but happiness come through your door. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Wall, and here's your host... Chad Finkelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mole. Top of the day, Judd. Hey, good to see you, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Judd. How about you? I'm fabulous. What is happening in the world of Mr. Lauren Mole? <laughs> I've been working a lot lately, Judd. I, it's wonderful. You, uh, you're doing well over there at uh, Knob Hill? I sure am. The most courteous... Courte- I can't Take your time, Judd. Thank you. The most courteous courtesy clerk in the county. That's what I was trying yes. to say. My gosh, I need help. And, and it's going well, because you're relatively new over there. You made the transition to uh, that store from another grocery store, and things are smooth. Yes. You're being accepted. You're king of the I hill. King of the hill. I was in there the other day. You asked a lady. I overheard. You said, uh, uh, help out to your car. And she said, yes, thank you. And then I saw you help her out to her car. It was wonderful. It actually was. <laughs> okay, good. Any gigs coming up? Are you singing at any stadiums, any uh, professional sports uh, venues like you usually do seemingly every week? Not at the moment, but I'll let you know down the road. Okay. Any um, any requests out there? You know, you've done the Giants several times, the A's. Who else have you seen? The Warriors, right? Yes. Okay. So who's next? Who would you like to sing for now? Uh, a, t- a team whose, whose game I have never been to before. Sacramento Kings. Okay, well, they're not too far. And you know, Ira C. Smith right here, our own Mr. Ira C. Sports, 
was the uh, voice of the Sacramento Kings for quite some time. Maybe he's got an in and can help you out. Maybe. Maybe so. Who knows? You don't know. Yeah, so, uh, so what's been going on with you, Jack? Lots of good stuff, but I'm not talking about it today because we That's have right. many guests and lots to talk about here. All I'll say is that judshill.com. Check it out. Visiting information is there. We would love to see you. We love welcoming our neighbors and anybody visiting from out of town to the family winery on Silverado Trail. So uh, come on over. Always something fun happening. Well, we have our harvest party coming up Sunday, August 13th. And information is on the events tab at judshill.com. With that being said, Lauren, look at, look at all these people here. We, we, need to, we need to give some introductions. Do you mind? Uh, sure, Judd. Let's introduce these two uh, first. How about that? Okay. From Napa Valley with a trail to Blaze, our guests made the move for Hawaiian Days. Their band's on the turf near the Waikiki Surf, introducing the Aldo Rays. Hey, it is uh, Maria and Nathan from the Aldo Rays. Hi. I uh, hope we're uh, going to be intriguing, as the intro <laughs> song said. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. You're in from Hawaii. You guys are from Napa Valley. We're going to get to it in a moment, but you are now in Hawaii. You're the... You're uh, Honolulu's Rockabilly Stars. We're going to find out what's happening. And also with us today, Lauren, is this fine man. Would you please give him an introduction as well? We're all just going to talk and have a, a love fest here, so go for it. An artist impeccably appareled who has now become Napa Wine Barrel. He's a second-time guest, but how does he address? Do we call him Jerry or Gerald? <laughs> it's Gerald Casale, or is it Jerry? I have only one question written down, because you've been on the show before, and we covered a lot. If I see you in the media, sometimes you're Gerald, sometimes you're Jerry. How, how should we be addressing you today? I am both. Get right on that, Mike. I am both. You are both. Yes, as you're soon to find out. Um, I did a piece uh, for exhibition in the Milan Design Fair this year, where... I interview myself, so Jerry Casale interviews Gerald V. Casale. Is there is there an emotional, a psychic difference? Is there a personality that comes out when Gerald is present and when Jerry is present? You have to see for yourself. Oh. It's absolutely antagonistic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Jungian duality. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't wait for this. Okay, okay. This is, this is good. We're g- Jungian duality to start the show, Lauren. What do you think of that? I think that's a first. You know, I think so. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every young- anyway, <laughs> maybe a quarter. <laughs> you know, I think let's. I want. I want to make sure everybody's cents. on mic here. So, Lauren, how about this? We're going to do a little mid-show shuffling right now. You and I are going to share this mic if we need to. Sure. You know, you're going to lean over. Why don't you swing that around for Maria? Okay. Jerry, A.K. Gerald. What should we be calling you today? <laughs> well, in the wine business, I am Gerald Casale. Gerald Casale. Then we're talking wine mostly today, so we'll go with Gerald. Okay. Okay. Uh, Judd, you can call me Nate. Nate? <laughs> you prefer Nate to Nathan? And Maria, what do you like? Just D- don't this call is... me late for dinner. Uh, okay, well, this is your chance. Okay, you can be whoever you want to be. <laughs> I wanna, let, let's, let's kick off with a little Aldo Rays. Okay. You guys I've known for quite some time, right here in That's Napa true. Valley, uh, for I don't know how long we've known each other, 20-something years probably. Please. Gosh, and then, it, you were at our wedding. It, this is true. I, I remember it fondly. I think I strummed a little ukulele, if I recall. Like yes. And maybe crooned a little bit. That's right. A beautiful day. But, but, but you're in Hawaii now. Yes. And how long have you been over there? I was trying to figure that out. It's about been six years. About six years. Yeah. 
and things are going well and you are yeah you're now the rockabilly Sunny and stars warm every day mm-hmm. what <laughs> um what i'm just curious like i think of hawaii and i think of the pristine landscapes and the swaying palm trees and hula and steel guitars and lilting music rockabilly doesn't come to the top of my head right so um, what's happening over there what's the rockabilly scene and how did you we're about get into the this? only rockabilly band oh. in honolulu oh you which, are the rockabilly yeah, scene okay. exactly <laughs> i mean there are they we one of our first gigs we played at a, a car show like a it was a rockabilly style car show yeah the pacific arts pacific culture fest um, but yeah, there's like pinup style and all that kind of thing, but yeah. no real rockabilly music scene. There's a lot of heavy metal in Hawaii. Oh yeah? Yeah. And there's some ska bands and a lot of indie music for the, ro- for the rock scene anyway, but. So who do you gig with if you're the, if you're the one band scene? Um, well, we used to gig a lot with the metal bands, um, <laughs> But recently, we've been doing with ska bands, and our next gig on September 2nd is going to be with a, a Polynesian Exotica band. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Exotica, harkening yeah. back to Martin Denny, Les Baxter, right, what you exactly. want to hear in a classic tiki bar Exactly. Type. Oh, and there's a really great surf rock band that we gig with, too, called Men in Gray Suits. All right. These are all which locals? Is, uh, I guess it's uh, Men in Gray Suits is another way to say shark. Yeah, yeah. Sharks, do they wear... Gray su- shark skin suits? No. No, they don't. <laughs> All right. So let's let's hear the path. You guys get to Hawaii. Yeah. I know that you're both musically inclined. Mm-hmm. And Nate, you've played in bands for a long time. Were you playing in bands before, uh, Maria? No, this is my first band. This is your first band. Okay. So you get to Hawaii. I can imagine uh, as isolated as Napa Valley can be. And lovely. I mean, we love it here. Um, but there is a certain art and music scene here. You get over there and... What are you finding? I mean, are you, well, are you, are you excited? Pretty... Are you bored? What's... Well, Nate's always needing to play music. That's yeah. like his thing. He plays the bass guitar. And he found somebody at work. Through who... work, yeah. There yeah. was a, there was a, uh, at Catholic Charities where I worked, there was an internal band that would play events for them. So they asked me to play bass along there. And I met the Taylor brothers through that who are also on our album, not related to Maria. Um and Sorry. so we jammed for a while. Maria Taylor. We didn't yeah. give your last names. Yes. Maria Taylor, Nate, Nate Alfaro. Yeah. And so we jammed for a while. And it had been two years since I had played. We'd been there for a couple of years. And I had not really joined any band. So it was I was getting the fever for sure. And so we put the band together. And we were just rehearsing a lot. Wrote the, the last track on that we wrote together as our first the first thing that we did, we had the jamming thing I'm not really into, so I was like, let's write a song instead. Oh, yeah. So we let's wrote some structure to Surf it. Train then, and we kind of knew that's where we wanted to go. However, um, finding a lead singer was not easy, and then on Maria's birthday, we played a surprise birthday party for her, and I set aside three or four songs for her to <laughs> sing on, at, much to her surprise, and then she sang on it, and the boys were just like, that's it, she's our lead singer. Except you, we were hanging out uh, last night, in fact, and you said you're not a singer. And I'm looking at your new CD <laughs> called uh, Introducing the Aldo Rays. And it doesn't say vocals. It says Maria Taylor Alfaro. It doesn't say vocals. It doesn't say singer. It says lead hollerin. <laughs> you want to talk about your style of uh, vocalizing? Well, um, the first, I never thought I could sing. And then 
one day in my 20s, I sang, uh, these boots are made for walking at karaoke. Yeah. It's a Nancy Sinatra song because I was like, who can screw up Nancy Sinatra? I'll try this. And it was a hit. And it turns out you just need to know where your voice fits. Yeah. And I have a pretty low voice. Uh-huh. So I, in karaoke, I sang a lot of man songs. <laughs> and so I, 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 I can hold a tune. Okay. In a bucket, but um, well, I don't really consider myself, you know, a singer. All right. Well, you're a holler. Yeah, I holler. I mean, that's what it says right here. But so. it's enjoyable hollering. It's not like you know. You're lead hollering, and uh, Nate, you're on bass. Yeah. And then the uh, Taylor brothers. Yeah, they do the the drums and the guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, should we? Uh, sure. Let's play a song. Quit yeah. talking and start yeah. talking yeah. and hear what you so got. So, th- hopefully, if it works, this song is called Hot Flash Mama. Yes, Hot Flash Mama, I hope, is queued up. This and is... we were just doing covers, and we were playing out and stuff, and I noticed that everybody was so young. <laughs> and I'm almost 50, and I was like, how can I get across you know, who I am as a uh, woman and a person? <laughs> and it, it just came, the, the title came first, and it's about you know, going through the change. Okay. Uh, Lauren, you want to give this a little uh, proper introduction? Without further ado, here's Hot Flash Mama by the Aldo Rays. Must be sung. I hold my head high. 
kick out the games. Every single year I get a mammogram. Cause I'm a hot flash mama, hot and cold. I'm a hot flash mama, how the years have rolled. That was Hot Flash Mama by the Al Rays, right here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Wool. The Al Rays, two of them right here in studio. Uh, Maria, Nate. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool lady. Thanks. (laughs) Very nice. My dad thinks it's funny that I rhymed gams and mammogram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's... Getting the point across, yeah. that, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, for all you ladies out there. I'm, I'm kind of curious about how uh, how it goes over in Honolulu with the rockabilly. You guys got a people little got a market for it? You got an audience? Yeah, well, every time we play, people are like, you guys are great. great. We you know, uh-huh. had no idea. And we opened up for a, a major act before the Sailor Jerry Tattoo Festival in yeah. Chinatown. Yeah. The, the, the Necromantics, they're... Um, uh, they have kind of like a death vibe, yeah, right? Yeah, horror billy kind horror of thing. Horror billies. Yeah. Huh? yeah, okay. Um, so there was a lot of people at that gig, and they were all super enthusiastic, and it was really fun. Well, that's great. Yeah. Rockabilly. And I think um, the performance that I put out kind of, uh, I don't know, they're they're not expecting it, really. Well, good. Right. I mean, right? <laughs> you kind of want to shock people my, a little bit. That's yeah, how you grab some attention. Yeah, my philosophy is like, I'm going to have a good time, and I hope that you do too. You know, with my group, I just tell I tell the guys in the band, you know, we do the old-time Hawaiian mm-hmm. music, which would hopefully fit over there, hope oh. to get over there one of these days. Yeah. But I just, I just say, you know, think of the words of uh, Ricardo Montalban as <laughs> Mr. Work. Smiles, everyone. Exactly. Smiles. Exactly. You know... That's really that's that's how you get them. Mm-hmm. If you look like you're having a good time, the audience is going to be <laughs> yeah. on your side. I mean, Gerald, you've got a lot of uh, experience in the world of performance and music. Uh, with that goes, <laughs> that's like an understatement right there. Do you, do you have any tricks of the trade? Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Gerald Casale. We're mainly going to talk about his wine project, but just in case you don't know, he's the co-founder of the band Devo. Or shall I ask you because this is a pronunciation question as well, <laughs> Gerald uh, Jerry Devo or Devo? I yeah, you know, it started as Devo, yeah. <laughs> kind of Frenchy, like Art Nouveau, Art Devo. Oh, okay. And then as soon as we got to California, it was like, hey, Devo! And it, that was that. It was just the Americans decided it was Devo. It's Devo. Yeah. So are you okay with either? Or I, I can I, work I with you. You tell liked, me. I liked the more idiotic uh, pronunciation. Devo. Yeah. Then that's what it is. Yeah. At least for the rest of this show. Absolutely. This Radio show, yeah. it's Devo. Yeah. So tricks of the trade, you know, early tricks on before you really had an audience who knew who you were and familiar, like how how would you get them on your side? Well, I think I couldn't add that much to what you guys were, uh, you know, intimating, and and that's just that either you wear a suit or the suit wears you, and uh, <laughs> yeah. if you get on stage, you better not act like you are not sure about being there. Yeah, confidence goes a long way. Even if you're way. not confident at all. Okay, the appearance of confidence. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you, you could be, quote, in your pants, but 
you know, you act like you got it all together. Okay. Well, I think I think there's wisdom there. Um, take that back to Honolulu with you, Aldo Rays. Now, uh, the Aldo Rays, uh, the name, you're named after a, a famous actor, mm-hmm. Aldo Ray. Yeah, it's true. Um, Nate came up with the idea. We didn't want to be just like um, your run-of-the-mill name. Like the palm trees or, you know, something corny. So um, Nate came up with Aldo Ray because he liked... You're a fan of We had just had sure. watching films and I and as we were watching one of the films that he was in, I um, I just put it in my pocket That's for later. It. Which film was it? I want to know what inspired you. Yeah, I like um, Aldo Ray. What film was it? I can't recall what we were watching. I don't think it was... The Green Berets. Yeah. It was it was more of a gangster type film, but I can't recall. Which kind of a noir film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Maria is a fan of noir films, yeah. so um, that's what we were watching. That's what I liked him in. Yeah. And if you're going to do a little six degrees of separation type, there's a Hawaiian connection somehow. He was from, I think, originally from back east, but grew up right here in Crockett, California, right, <laughs> which is home. Of, and he's, I think that's where he's interred at mm-hmm. this point. Home of C and H Sugar, right? California and Hawaii Sugar. Yeah. You got the Hawaiian connection to Aldo yeah. Ray right there. You ever? True. You could probably visit. I don't know exactly where he that is be- interred, but you could <laughs> put down one of these CDs at his uh, resting place, and and he'd be, "Where are my royalties?" And then we'd be like, "There are none." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to sell some unlike CDs. Use. Yeah. Unlike you. <laughs> Uh, so folks would like to pick up yeah, a CD. Yeah, if you would like to pick up a CD. Yes, of the Aldo Rays. Um, we're on Facebook, and there's a CD Baby link right at the top of our page that you can click on and download it to your uh, any device that you choose. But we also have CDs available available for sale. You can contact us through Facebook if you'd like us to send Don't you one. Don't forget Wildcat. Oh, we're going to have some CDs available at Wildcat Vintage Clothing on, is it on First Street now? It's on, um, no, it's on, I think that's what, 3rd Street. Third, oh, yeah, third right Street. behind third. Bill Coe's. Next to Bill Coe's. Yeah. yeah, Wildcat Vintage Clothing. Great store, and they will have the Aldo Rays mm-hmm. CD. Should we listen to one more track? And Let's then we'll do take, it. take a break. Uh, why don't you talk about this while I figure out the CD player? Um, the, I think we're going to do Hot Damn Kablam. And this was um, my take on one of those story songs, you know, that rockabilly artists do a lot. So, and there's the word honky tonk in it. And, you know, so <laughs> when I was writing these songs, I was thinking, what do they talk about in rockabilly songs? And it's usually the devil, a train, a honky tonk, <laughs> and an evil menopause. Woman. Evil woman. There's always an evil woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Without further ado, here's Hot Damn Kablam on Judd's Napa Valley Show.
That was Hot Damn Kablam by the Aldo Rays on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Mole. The Aldo Rays from Honolulu, Hawaii, bringing the rockabilly to the islands and back to Napa Valley. Thank you for being here. You can hang if you want. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to be focusing on our other guest here, Mr. Gerald Casali. But feel free to, to hang. I think it must be really great to be the only rockabilly band in Oahu. You know, It's a niche. You know, you're right. It is definitely a niche because, I mean, how many heavy metal bands do you really need? You should write a song about that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, you know the the black ex-pimp Andre Williams that became a, quote, recording artist? He did a song called I'm the Only Black Man in South Dakota. (laughs) It was a very good song. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a name check tune. Yeah. Thank you. I will take that and... Send you the copy of the song as soon as it's recorded. (laughs) All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We're back after this. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in the San Francisco Bay Area and streaming live in the great state of Illinois at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Illinois, huh, Lauren? One of my favorite states. Wonderful. Have you been lately? Uh, Actually, I have never been there before, Judd. So what's the draw? Uh, Well, I think one of them must be... uh, the Museum of Broadcast Communications ah, in Chicago. I knew there had to be a reason because you are Mr. Announcer in Napa Valley. Uh, well, I hope you get over there one of these days. Look, we got lots of shows still to do. The Aldo Rays from Honolulu were just here. And now we've got uh, Gerald V. Casale. The V stands for Vintner, and that's what he's doing <laughs> these days here in the Valley. How's it going? You were here 
I just looked it up. November 19th, 2013 wow. is when we last had you on the show. Wow. And we covered a lot of ground. We yes. covered the wine business. We yeah. covered Devo. We yeah. covered your thoughts on um, what it's like to be in, the bu- in both businesses and kind of compared them. So I would just – I remember uh, that. I would encourage anybody listening to scroll back on the iTunes store, uh, the podcast, to November 19th, 2013. So I don't want to be too repetitive, but maybe a little follow-up is Well, is actually, necessary. you know, Let's, I had no idea at that moment I was on the cusp of, of diving into a very, you know, dark universe. Everything quickly went south after that. Oh. Uh, my, my brother uh, in February yeah. died while we were waiting for Mark to okay a tour that he kept, you know, withholding approval of mm. and uh and then my brother did die and um we had booked these shows yeah so mark cut the number of shows in half and we played what turned out to be our last live music because he refuses to perform so that really is it i i remember speaking to you just before the show i i got to go see you in los angeles and you you thought maybe this would be it and this that's turned yeah, out to be the case. He just doubled down on his, um, you know, intransience, mm. and um, and I mean, Devo gets incredible offers constantly. Well, I'm sure. And I think this for me, the straw that broke the camel's back is that we were invited by Randall Kirk, who is a, a biotech billionaire in South Beach, Miami, yeah. uh, to play at his private party for 45 minutes. And he offered us $375,000. And um, I really needed my piece of that, believe me. Well, I didn't know anybody getting I've been wine dealing with an autoimmune problem, and I really uh, needed the money. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were his favorite band, Randall Kirk's favorite band. And he yeah. had just gotten the contract, the government contract, to create genetically modified mosquitoes to kill the Zika mosquitoes. Oh, my goodness. So I think he's a good guy. Yeah. And... Uh, it was horrible. No amount of uh, reasoning or cajoling or, you know, background checks on, uh, you know, the the greatness of Randall Kirk's character made any difference to Mark. He just refused to do it. And <laughs> and any future? Yeah, because the Hollywood Bowl offered us two nights with the orchestra, oh which my. has always been a dream of mine. Sure. And he told him our songs aren't that interesting. How's oh, that? Goodness. I think Devo music with a orchestra is made a marriage made in heaven. Personally, I think it would be perfect. This there's a slight sample that you guys put out yourselves was the easy listening, and there's some strings and some orchestrations oh, yeah. on that. And it's it's some of those tunes yeah. are gorgeous. Yeah, and you can imagine if we if it was pumped up more like sure. you know more like it was Beethoven or Ravel, right? Yeah. Do Giacomo that way, you know? Do Smart Patrol. Be incredible. Like the Battle of 1812, right? Right. It would be incredible. It? It's, it's, it's vexing and kind of uh, just depressing and heartbreaking. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And again, I'm very sorry about uh, uh, your brother. That, yeah. That, he, was, he was a good guy. I got the chance to meet him. We all yeah. dined together once. And I thought it was wonderful how his son came out and played with you. I know. At that Wiltern show in Los Angeles. That's the only way we were able to to do the gigs. Well, I mean, at that point, that was the only solution. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. 
Well, he's quite a talented musician in his own right. He's a nice guy, and he plays yeah. really well. Yeah, no, he channeled, that's for sure. Well, I'm very sorry. As a, as a fan of Devo myself, I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. I may have seen my last show and that you're not getting out there because I know you love to play, and you've written a lot well, of I, these songs. And, and I, they, I think given the cyclical nature of culture, yeah. Devo is more relevant than ever. It's like it's back. Like everything we railed against and warned about when in in the inception of our career, yeah. it's back in spades. It's the de-evolution. Yeah, it, it's real. It seems and, to be. You know, there's a legitimacy there and a relevance there, and we we deserve a presence in the marketplace. And that's uh, it's you know <laughs> the it's not coming from the outside. You know, the, the problem isn't coming from the outside world. It's coming from within, and that's always a, the worst. Would this be a good segue? I mean, I like what we're talking about, but you did write a tune and release a song this past yeah, year. Yeah, and a video, yeah. That kind of speaks to what you're speaking about right now. Absolutely. Would you like to give this an intro and play it? Sure, yeah. I I, uh, I wrote this with uh, uh, some Italian producers that call themselves the Funk Investigation, that do a lot of remixes, and I wrote this song so they could do some remixes with me, and I introduced them to my friend, the artist Max Papeski, uh, out of Milan, and uh, convinced Max to use his imagery to work on a video with me. So the video to the song animates imagery from his um, from from his body of work. Well, let's let's give this a try. I've never tried to play audio off this com- particular Uh-oh. computer before so let's see if it works fingers crossed and if we have it this is a Gerald Casale with It's All Devo Be part of the new world order. 
I think it was... Uh, All right, we're fading this one out. We're having a little <laughs> bit of difficulty with the uh, internet connection <laughs> yeah. here. It was but, really ratted out. Plus, it was. It sounded like it was uh, had a phase shift problem. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, here's what we'll do. I would love to steer people to see the video because it's, it's yeah. incredible. The visuals yeah, the great. are amazing and, and beautiful and provocative because yes. you are a provocateur. Yes. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but you are. Yes. Um, so uh, folks, go to Vimeo.com and type in It's All Devo, uh, Gerald Casale. Check that out. And then uh, look for the podcast on iTunes, and we'll plug in the sound file so it'll, it'll sound perfect the way you intended. It was included Gerald. in the Beijing Film Festival and won award won an award. Is that right? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Just a couple months ago. That, that's very cool. Now, I, I'm really sorry to hear that things are a little bleak on the Devo front, but maybe yeah. we can talk about the wine. This is why right. you're up in Napa Valley right now. Right. You yeah. are a Napa vintner. Yes, at least I uh, don't need Mark Mothersbaugh's permission to make wine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have a partner. <laughs> yeah, this is your own thing. It sounds like you have some backers, but they're really letting you drive yeah, the ship. Yeah, they really have no interest in wine. That's perfect. <laughs> that's who you want, right? Yeah, they're they're restoration architects, yeah. and that's their interest. And of course, that's hence the name, the fifty by fifty, that came about. Um, basically, you know, with their nudging, because we're building a uh, a, a tasting and event house on the property. This 24-acre uh, property up at the top of Monticello Road next to Kenzo Vineyards. And the house that you'll come to is a Mies van der Rohe house he never built. Right, right. He, Beautiful. He drew it up. He never got a commission to build it. My my backer went to Chicago and visited uh, Mies van der Rohe's grandson and showed him everything he had done with restorations, you know, with... Uh, with Schindler's and Neutra houses and mm-hmm. said, I want to realize this house that never got built because it's, it's a masterpiece. And he, he let him do it. This it's almost finished. My next question, last time you were here, uh, yeah. the ground hadn't been broken, but we were talking about the design. It's, as the name implies, it's 50 feet by 50 feet and right. it's all glass. All glass. Each panel is 25 feet long and 10 feet high. Oh, my goodness. And there's only a load-bearing post, a thin load-bearing steel post in the middle of each side of the house. Man. I know. And it's in the middle of a vineyard, so you can have your yeah. wild, naked you, wine parties out yes, there. Nobody you, will see. That's right. You can taste <laughs> naked. And in a glass house, even even in a glass house, no one will see because you're right. a little remote. It sounds beautiful. It's almost done. And then when it's done, this will be a place where you can showcase the wines and bring visitors. Yeah. I have to talk to you about, uh, you know, all the uh, looming technicalities of being uh, being allowed to have the public on your on your land uh, well, and, and taste wine. There, that's, you know, I've... We can certainly talk. It's, it you know, gets into the city and the county. And I know. I, I imagine you're probably in county there. But, um, but it's, it's, it, I think it would be an, a beautiful draw. I think people yeah. – not only is the wine good, but uh, yeah. anybody who's into architecture and design and art yeah. and you. It would be an attraction. It really would be. No, there's no, there's no doubt about that. So how are you finding the wine business? This is not the easiest business to just <laughs> – like. Well, I was going to say just jump into, but it's not even the easiest business to have grown up and continue doing like I have. It's it's every day. It's it's work. Yeah, that's why I'm moving up here. It's it's do or die time. Yeah. Um, all the cliches about the wine business like, hey, you know how you make a small fortune in the wine business? <laughs> yeah. Start with a large one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's... It's all true. 
It's really a long, slow slog, and yeah. and there's just everything, every little thing takes so much effort. And there doesn't seem to be, you know, there doesn't seem to be like a streamline business model at all. I don't even know how to respond to that. Yeah. You know, we've been in this business a long time, and every day I'm always scratching my head and thinking up new ways to approach the business because it's uh, – my, my dad used to say that's a business you get into for your grandchildren. And now I'm looking at my kids and thinking, oh, boy, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I mean, luckily, business is good. I'm not, I'm not complaining. No. But, but it is – it's there's no kicking back and relaxing and nibbling on cheese watching the vines grow as a daily <laughs> occurrence because it's work. You got to work at it every single day. And it's just the, you know, the margins are so low and the costs are so high and everyone else like like in the music business where the artist is the last person to make money mm-hmm. uh, and they only make money if they get their big breakthrough. Yeah. If you make wine, you're the last person to make money. Yeah. Uh distributors make money, brokers make money. Uh, retailers make money, restaurants make money, but not the guy who brought you the wine. <laughs> That's often the case, and especially true with some of the smaller vintners, right. uh, family vintners. And I don't want to get too political, but there's a big push to you know limit you know visitation. There's all all these to, right. to limit the, the wine industry here in Napa Valley. There's a certain right. segment, and you know I wish they could see it from my angle as you know, a small family vintner who's not sitting on a big fortune, who like depends on this to, you know, pay for my kid's college and, and make sure that they're, if they go to the doctor, the bill can get paid. I mean, it's a living. It's, I depend on this and uh, a little, a little uh, acknowledgement understanding would go a long way. I think for folks like us. Yeah. Can I get off my soapbox now? That wasn't (laughs) even too bad. That was just a a minor (laughs) bit. but, But anyhow, so in the last episode, you talked about you would love to move up here, yes. um, how you felt like you were dropped in Los Angeles because of the music business. Yeah. And and you said something that actually, listening back, kind of it, it made me a little sad. You said, you know, down there, your friends aren't your friends. Everybody's got an angle. Yeah. There's a lot of sabotage. And so I'm curious, now that you've been in this business yeah. a few years, it sounds like you are planning the move. Yes. Are you finding... I was looking at homes yesterday. Oh, you were? <laughs> okay. We'll have to talk about that at some point. That's that's exciting news. Love to have you as a neighbor. Um, how are you finding the overall attitude where, where, where you said your friends aren't your friends down there? Are you... Well, you know, I'm not a big enough fish to threaten anybody, so everybody's very nice to me Uh or patronizing. Like, oh, ha-ha, that's nice, kid. You made 400 cases of wine, (laughs) and it's pretty good, you know. Okay. Uh, And and so, I mean, I I only sense goodwill, and uh, I like the way people treat other people up here in general. Good. It just feels nice. It it feels like more of a slice of the proverbial Americana that's really a myth, right? Mm. But there's a little bit of reality to it here. I like to think so. There, there's a certain groundedness I think folks have. Yeah. Um, certainly, growing up here, I felt that. Uh, not a big shift, even though there's a lot of new folks coming into town. I think most of them mm-hmm. uh, understand what it is to be a Napa Valley uh, business person, resident, neighbor, and there's a very neighborly quality, I think, to the prevailing attitude of the residents here, right? which I value highly. Mm -hmm. Because friendship to me is about the most valuable thing you can can possess. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I found that here. You know, I spent many years in Los Angeles, and it, it is a tough place. Oh, it's yeah. a tough place to make your way and yeah. uh, to get the support to make your way. Yeah. And up here, there's, um, I think there's that understanding that we're all kind of in it together, and the rising tide lifts all boats and all that, yada, yada. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's here. So I look forward to welcoming I, you. I just think the lifestyle is inherently healthier here. Well, um, <laughs> certainly there's a certain uh, a pace. Yeah. There's uh, less of the uh, – I, I like Los Angeles. I still love going down there. People think I'm crazy up here. You're not supposed to like Los Angeles right. when you live up here. But to me, I'm glad I don't live there anymore. But it's got so much available for interest, you know, music, art, cuisine. That's true. Blah, blah, blah. But I love going down there for like a week or a few days, get my fill. Come up here, it's a little slower. I do think it's easier to like if you don't live there. Yeah, absolutely. You're not caught in that traffic every yeah. day. You're not breathing that air every day. Right. You're not putting up with – I don't want to generalize, but there is that certain – The vibe. pimpy attitude. Well, yeah. okay. That's yeah. one way to put it. I think, I think you'll enjoy it here. What are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward yeah, like to? to, come to come, when you, living here in the uh, valley. What? Being able to get in a car and go five miles in less than – 45 minutes. That's a big plus. <laughs> That's a big plus. It's right. a, and and it's, uh, it's, it's possible at most times of day. You know, and walk into the Oxbow Public Market and have the guys in, in the kitchen door say hi to you. Sure. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And what are you looking forward to with the, with the project? The 50 by 50 is the name of the wine, and it's the 50by50.com. Right. Check that uh, out. That's all letters, the 50by50.com. Right. Is, spelled out. Yeah, that because uh, – you know, some internet parker, whatever they call them, the guys that just scoop up domain names oh, like for no squatter, reason, yeah. squatters. Mm-hmm. Some German guy has the 50 by 50 with numbers. Oh, really? And he wanted um, tens of thousands of dollars for it. Okay. And there was so, no way it was going to work. So you spell it out. We've got about another minute. I'd like to hear what the what the plan is. What's your goal? Well, you know, your ideal. Whole, you know, I just keep trying to make the best possible Pinot Noir I can make. Mm-hmm. And and master that before I add any more, um, you know, arrows to the quiver. I mean, I'm really interested in uh, like what Robert Sinsky did with his quote orange wine. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they, you know, they kind of did it like the Italians that make real Pinot Grigio, where they leave with the, the skins skin on it, and so there's yeah. there's that orange quality and a mm-hmm. lot more character to the wine. Yeah, I think uh, I forget what grape. Sinsky was using, um, it's like a Pinot Gris or something. The wine turned out really well. And it's a lower alcohol wine, so it's in line with the trends that the millennial hipsters want, a lower alcohol wine. Yeah, yeah. And most of those that I've had, the only problem is after the the big sales job, they don't taste good. But But Roberts does. Okay. Yeah, and so I would like to... You know, throw my hat in the ring there, and, really and then of that. course we're going to make a serious Bordeaux style blend. Sure, something I always wanted to do, and something I really I want to put a big hunk of Cabernet Franc in it Oof. against oh, yeah. all the professionals' advice. Uh, you know, Cabernet Franc is fabulous. I think it's gaining more and more appreciation. And we did a big blending, corporate blending, uh, for some folks last night. Seventy people, and the winning blend was. Mainly Cabernet Franc. There you go. People love it. And I've always liked, you know, a, a sec. You could argue that it's second or third rate tier Bordeaux. It's called uh, Calon Segur. I've always liked that, and that has a really 
you know, serious amount of Cabernet Franc in it. It's a, I'm, I'm told. I've not yet tried it. I know it's a big big on your list. I haven't yeah. tried it, but I know that's a highly regarded wine. Uh, Gerald, I'm sorry. We are out about a time. So right. I want to let folks know if they want wine, yeah. the50by50.com, right. spelled out. Right. It's 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 a great wine. I've had it over and over. Never fails. To and please. the rosé is good, too. Gorgeous. Pinot Noir and rosé. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for being a good ambassador for Napa Valley. Well, yeah. Thanks. I hope to keep doing that. Right on. We'll come back. All right. Thank you. Lauren had to leave the studio early, so I'll end the show for him. I'm Casey Kasem. Until then, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> That's Napa Valley Show.